African Americans are arrested for violating marijuana possession laws at nearly four times the rate of white people, yet both ethnicities consume marijuana at the same rate. A 2021 analysis of marijuana-related arrests for New York City, all five boroughs of the year 2020, reported that people of color comprise 94% of those arrests. Welcome to Awaken Bake, an educational, high vibrational, mystical, spiritual pot, I'm sorry, podcast from two girls, one joint, and a journey to awaken what's inside all of us. In the words of the wise Wiz Khalifa, let's roll something and get the day started. What's up, motherfuckers? We're back. We're better than ever. As we're always. High, and we're talking about cannabis on this episode. As you probably heard in our little intro, we want to get a little serious, you know? Exactly. Um, we wanted to kind of start the tone off by being like, this is some real shit. But our delivery is going to try to be as easy going as possible. Um, Cause you know it, it is a heavy topic. It is a heavy and topic. It's very important, and it, it's our responsibility with this platform to share this with everyone. Exactly, and this is something that we've just kind of been noticing recently on social media. I've been noticing on social media, no tea, no shade, but I'm seeing a lot of my white peers posting that they're like suddenly anti-cannabis, anti-weed, anti-marijuana because it didn't work for them. And I think that the language we use around this topic is extremely important because we already know that a lot of the history of cannabis is rooted in racism. So if we demonize it, we're just kind of playing more into it. And, and that's what we want to talk about. And whether or not you use it, like your voice and your commentary and what you say matters mm -hmm. because like you don't use it, but you're it's like talking shit, then other people are hearing shit, and like that's not true. So like, yes, you gotta be responsible with your words. Exactly. And so, like I just said, some people, I'm talking about the people who have either one tried it and did not like it, I did not have a good experience with it. <clears throat> Weed cough. See, I have a good experience with it. I use it daily. But there's also another group of people who tried it, liked it, and perhaps abused it, or had just like substance abuse, addictive problems with it. So that's what I wanted to talk about, okay? This whole narrative that weed is bad, this whole narrative that it's this evil drug or something to be feared. I know when I was a kid, I was told like, it'll rot your brain, don't do it. Uh, my dad was actually a drug cop, uh, worked for the DEA. So he told professional me- Professional narc. Yeah, professional narc. And he told me if I ever smoked weed, I would go to jail and I would stay there till my court date, which for something that small, you know, that can be weeks later, that can take some time. Um, and I remember thinking like, ooh, he would be pissed to know that that is my drug of choice. Like, that's my, it's my thing. Um, but here's the thing. What we actually know to be true is that weed itself does not have addictive properties. But what we also know to be true is anything can be addictive. That's, that's just a fact. I'm not here to say you weren't addicted to weed. Honey, I'm pretty sure I'm addicted to weed. Yes. But I am very aware of that and I try to be very responsible and um, mindful of that, especially like during different phases of my life, which we'll get into like a little bit later. But what I'm trying to say is that it is very possible to be addicted to weed, but that is the exception, not the rule. That is just not how the case is for most people, right? Substance abuse is a personal issue. It could be anything. Sure, you were using weed for a while. Right. Um, that's just because that is what you were fucking using. That's what was working for you at the time. It could have been anything though. Some of the most abused substances in our society right now, food, the gym, TV, or like electronics, sex, alcohol, even work. Like we abuse all of that on a daily fucking basis, yet we're not demonizing it. 
and what I don't even think a lot of us do it on purpose like that's why we wanted to have this episode because when you're sitting there like really shit talking cannabis without realizing like you have a responsibility to consume like a responsible safe adult it's not for children to use was I getting high in high school a tiny bit (laughs) um but I was also really fucked up and abusing it at that time also in high school I was a full-on alcoholic like and I could admit like I'm, I'm very open, so um, I've had, like, a bunch of substance abuse issues, and I'm, I'm not even 25 yet. Um, and I'm not embarrassed about it, because I've, like, I've learned a lot from it, and I'm not, like, it's a, yes, I suppose it's, like, it's a choice every day not to do that, but because I'm someone who, my issue is just substance abuse, so it could be anything. It's not like I think about alcohol all the time, or, like, I think about Adderall. I used to, I used to really like Adderall, you guys, when I was, when I was in my prime eating disorder time. Um, and I was trying to stay skinny. I was like, whoa, speed is the answer. Like, everyone should do this shit. And I abused the fuck out of it. Why? Because I liked it. Not because I tried it and had a traumatizing experience, but because I tried it and I fucking liked it. But I was not responsible with it. And also, I don't need it. It, is, it just, it doesn't, I, well, I'm, I'm, I don't have ADHD. I don't have anything that I would need Adderall for. So I shouldn't be taking it. That doesn't mean I didn't like it. That doesn't mean it wasn't fun, even though I was using it for like pretty fucked up reasons. Um, but when I stopped using it, also, I want to point out, I understand that Adderall is not the same thing as like heroin. Like once you stop using it, it's out of your system. I get it. You're not going to have the same type of withdrawals as you would from, from something bigger. But like, for me, my issue was just always like, what is my drug of choice in that moment? That's where like, you have to be responsible and you have to be aware and you have to just like grow the fuck up and be like, do I have an issue? Well, I think you have to be able to recognize like something that we talked about this earlier. Like Danny and I have both like, um, right. Gone through times of like abusing marijuana for sure. I have, but when I get to points where I'm at a low or like, I'm not doing good, like recently I cut back on my wear because like, I think that it's important to like, feel like, feel your feelings. And I think part of it is like why we abuse these things. I mean, even like the gym or food like all of that it's all avoidant behavior it's all trying to avoid the real feelings the real root of the problem it's trying to like get past it so i think when you're using it with the intention of like i want to solve these problems i want to go into this and not like you know forget it like i used to have a some serious problems with alcohol when my early 20s i was reckless as hell i was driving drunk almost every night i was drinking sleeping with strangers like i was absolutely wild um But then I learned that the reason is not because I needed, like you said, it's not my physical need for alcohol. For me, it was that I had this uh, horrible, like, hatred for myself in life. (laughs) And so alcohol made that go away. And, like, so now I can look at that experience, and when I compare it to how I use marijuana, I see that it's completely different because my intention is for it to help me and better me. And so when I feel it and I'm not doing good and then I feel that it's making me feel numb is like the only way I can describe it is like usually when I'm high I'm like happy but like when I'm not good and I smoke it gives me like that numb feeling and I hate that because I hate the idea of being apathetic like that's one of the scariest things in the world to me is like um and that's like but that's how it works for me yeah (laughs) and that's like for but you know like everyone's so different I think when we really get in trouble is when we're like uh I said sterilizing. Demonizing. Demonizing. Um, like, right, like, that this is, that it is this one thing, or, like, or, at the very least, when we're not going to the same extreme to other things, alcohol is legal. Let's talk about widely that. Yeah. O- Widely available, almost pushed on you. I mean, right, like, you get ads on your phone, you get everyone's drinking alcohol in commercials, and yes. TV, movies, everywhere. Like, alcohol, it's like cigarettes. It's worse than cigarettes. Alcohol is, like, ingrained in us. 
However, after three beers, how do you feel? How, who are you? Are you the same person? Like, it is, to me, so much more of an aggressive, um, detrimental drug that affects me and makes me so much worse of a person than we ever could even imagine of doing. Um, and yet I don't sit here and say, like, I'm never going to drink alcohol again. I drink alcohol with right. the intention of knowing, like, okay, with one drink I have this feeling and I feel good, but I know that it's not worth You know, it's all about learning and educating, and you can only get that through experience and trying these things. So don't be afraid either. Like, um, and I, that's not to say get alone, buy a bunch of weed and smoke. No, like, <laughs> but, like, don't, like, don't ever listen to someone when they're telling you that these things are scary or that they have these awful experiences because you have to know, like, yours is going to be completely different yes and i kind of want to touch on that too like what kelsey was saying so first off with alcohol um i'm pretty open that i don't drink but i used to <laughs> junior year baby i was crazy i was crazy junior year of high school too oh sorry yes high school junior year of high school <laughs> i was that was my um most i was abusing alcohol the most and i i as an adult i'm realizing now that definitely played into some of my mental health issues. Yeah. But I was drinking because of something that had like happened to me, which was causing mental health issues. Exactly. It was a, it was a crazy spiral. But anyway, um, alcohol is not something that is medicinal. You, Your doctor is never in a thousand fucking years going to tell you, I think you should really try just some tequila shots. <laughs> tell me, hey, before you go to work, I, I know you got those nerves. Throw a couple shots back. It's only 8 a.m. You're fine. Oh, oh, yeah. um, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that's not going to happen. But another example, and I'm not talking about cannabis right now um if you are medicated i was talking about adderall earlier maybe you take right. fucking zoloft um or you take xanax that is something that actually is prescribed and it is incredibly strong we <sighs> like and it is very easily abused it is I, commonly yeah. abused i never should have been prescribed xanax i that was the scariest whew, that one was and it was also when i was really bad with drinking so like God, like right yeah like and and it's so these are things that are like prescribed to us right um, I'm not sitting up here telling any of you, bitch, I know so many of you whores yeah. who I'm, I love that you take your medicine. I like you more when you take your medicine. Keep um, taking the keep pills. Keep taking your medicine. <laughs> However, if you wanted to, you could just go buck wild and start taking hella of them and abusing them. Right. But then does that mean we have to say like, oh, sorry, we have to make medication illegal because it's possible to abuse it. No, it's life-saving medication, guys. This is stuff that makes your quality of life better. Just because something doesn't work for you, there are so many SSRIs that don't work for me. Like when I was in rehab, I, I met one that I wanted to seriously off myself on. Yeah, um, I've never found one that works. That's why I don't take it. And so far, thus far, I've never like opposed any, but like, right, an SSRI has never, they've only, for my brain chemistry, they don't work, but marijuana mm -hmm. does. And I think Kelsey can attest, she's seen what SSRIs and antipsychotics do for me. <laughs> um, a wonderful. world of difference. Wonderful. I'm a much more, I'm a better person and happier person when I'm stable. However, I'm an adult and it's my responsibility to make sure I take my medicine every day, make sure I'm not abusing it, make sure I'm not not doing it and like being irresponsible with it. Right. You know what I mean? Like and cannabis is the same. It's all, it's a privilege and it's a responsibility. And so when you have that and when you're able to use it and when you're like able to use it freely, especially like, right, we started this conversation talking about how like it is completely uh, unbalanced how it, people are charged and uh, arrested for like marijuana re related uh, crimes and stuff not even crimes just like having possession of yeah power. exactly um and like so for some people it's, it's just annoying yes it's, <laughs> and it's like it's crazy because it is 
a medicine. Absolutely. That's all it is. Like, but like anything, and like, right, so it's so frustrating to sit here and like know that like we can have this conversation. And I'm so happy that we can. I'm so, I hope you guys are listening and this is like resonating and you go out and you tell everyone to smoke weed and yeah. or just scream in people's faces that weed is great. Yeah. Um, but like, it's kind of our responsibility to, if we can use weed, make sure everyone can. Like, yes. if it's accessible to some of us, then it should be accessible to everyone who wants it. Kind of like, I don't know, abortion. Oh, there we go. Exactly. Exactly. Also, um, I don't know the exact numbers on this, you guys. I just can't remember off the top of my head, but from some of the research I was doing, um, now that in many states cannabis is legalized, it's really fucked up how we have, like I said, such a giant number, so disproportionate, of African-American, mostly African-American men, I want to be very clear, yes. mostly African-American men who are in jail for nonviolent marijuana charges, while all of the working dispensaries that are legalized now are white-owned. For the for a, the very, very Ma most part. The, the majority, the vast fucking majority. The vast majority, which means that like white people are the ones who are capitalizing and stuff on this, and we're going to do an episode more so on the history of weeds, but like... Uh, the, on this product that the African American community has really created, like they started this revolution, you know, and we've just stolen it. It's not like we do everything. It's the work, like, it, but that's what we mean. Like that's why we're here talking about this because it should be talked about, and we're gonna own that we're privileged enough to be able to do this, but we're never gonna do it silently. If I'm yes. smoking weed, then I'm gonna be very open about it, and I'm gonna be like, everyone deserves it if they want. I was at a wedding uh, like a couple months ago and um, we were smoking with, I love smoking, it brings people together. Yes. Um, it's like a social thing, like instead of like socially drinking, socially smoke, that's what me and Kelsey do with all of our friends. With all of our friends who smoke. Another thing, we don't peer pressure people to smoke. No. Okay, so an example, I'm gonna name drop here, my bitch Tabor, um, her name's actually Taylor, I call her Tabor. Um, so Tabor is one of my like childhood lifelong friends. And that bitch used to love getting high with me. It was so much fun getting high as fuck with Tabes. But then, um, you know, through different changes that and like choices that Taylor made, mixing those types of things with weed started to make her kind of paranoid. Yeah. And so now she just doesn't smoke weed anymore. She will every once in a while, and she'll have fun every once in a while. But like, it's just, it has changed. Like her, the chemistry for her has changed right. and everything. So now she doesn't do it. However. She, and she'll say like, oh, I fucking miss it. I hate that I get anxious, like, cause it used to not be that way. Yeah. And so she's someone who's been on both ends. She's not out here telling people like, no, weed's evil because it can actually really make you anxious. Cause it's like, bitch, amoxicillin is a life-saving drug, but it tried to kill me. I get hives. <laughs> it tried to end my life, but it saves you whores. And I mean, not to get crazy, but we also know someone who just became a doctor and they use marijuana. Um, so yeah. like, let's just like throw out the idea that you can't be um, pr productive <laughs> and smoke weed. Like that is such is... a misconception. That's a you problem, baby. And hey, that's okay. But right, like we have plenty of friends who don't smoke weed. We have a wide spectrum. We have friends who do, we have friends who don't. The only thing we don't have is friends who do like cocaine. But again, guys. As like their regular thing. <laughs> if you've dabbled in it, I'm not like, because that's fine. As long as your nose still works, I don't care. Hey, exactly. But I'm just saying that because like. But if you we, come around me like, right. oh my God, you like drugs too? Like coke every day. Sorry, we've had way too many. We've just had really bad experiences in the past couple years with people trying to be our friend because they think we love doing all drugs. And then they're like in crazy situations. And we're like, oh my God, I'm actually just trying to sit on my couch, get high and talk about the universe and pet my dog and you're out here trying to like end your life <laughs> yeah exactly like while we're saying that like things are good in moderation 
that's not everything. Like there yeah, are that's not there are limits. Like I don't want any of this to be taken as like, no. oh yeah, we can try it all. Like I should try anything to me. And it's when I no. when I'm probably like in my eighties, I might try a little bit of coke. Hey, um, yeah. Because I heard that's the time to do it. Mm -hmm. I heard that's like that's I would do anything when I'm old. I. But what we're saying is, you guys, I'm like. Okay, really take care of yourself, really, yes. but also that includes being responsible yes. with how you use anything and be responsible with the language you use, really. Especially yeah. if you're fucking white, you guys. I'm not yelling at you because I'm not perfect. I fuck up. You guys, I made such a goofy mistake yesterday when I was talking. It was just a slip of the tongue and I was so embarrassed. I corrected myself, but I was like hella embarrassed and then I was like, okay, okay, okay. It was, it was a moment of error. Hey. I'm learning. I'm moving on. It wasn't anything major, by the way. It no. was nothing like racist or horrible like that. Oh my god. No. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm not perfect. I'm not yelling at you guys. Like you should have known this. Like no. I'm just hoping we can all kind of think about this and kind of be like, we should do better. And like, if you're not someone who smokes, maybe like, if you're listening to this, be like, wow, I should uh, be open about how I speak about marijuana and like supporting my marijuana using friends because like we do need some help like we want I want everyone to know like yes. I said it should be accessible for absolutely everyone and so really quick I just want to share um, obviously we're going to shout out the last prisoner project if we're talking about weed pretty much I'll yes, shout them out anytime um, they are an incredible incredible resource not only for like education on marijuana actual facts um, about the drug itself but as well as like what's going on in the world some like real-time news about that they'll update us on like different like court cases and stuff that they're helping um any donations that they use go to give um people who are in jail for non-violent uh marijuana offenses uh free legal help all that stuff they're like the most amazing place check them out follow them like them donate and then also we wanted to shout out bailey sarian on youtube she's got a video called puff puff pass the dark history of cannabis it's not that dark because it's cannabis, um, but check it out. It's What's dark is the way white people ruined it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's a super good video and it's really palatable if you're someone who's like not trying to be depressed from hearing sad facts. I think Bailey does a really good job of like laying things out in a way that are like not, you know, she's giving you the facts. She's being honest, but her delivery is um, a little bit upbeat almost yeah um while still being you know sensitive and politically correct and you just learn a lot about like kind of everything we're talking about and what started this and why we are where we are in the world with weed um and why it's our job now to change that and switch how our narrative i love being part of the cannabis movement i love being an ally to it if you will cannabis ally i am a cannabis ally um that being said everybody literally stay high <laughs> bye